Why will you be best served by giving first as an entrepreneur? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of giving in order to win learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you... Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And man, do we have a big episode for you today. Today, Tom Antion shares so many amazing entrepreneurial bombs from his 25 plus years of business experience. And and yeah, the bulk of that has actually been on the commercial internet. He went from hustling in college and getting four apartment buildings and a hotel, to biker bars, to pranksters, to TV programs. You are not going to miss a moment of this amazing episode. Plus, a little later, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview guest, who's a professional speaker, trainer, coach, an Ironman triathlete that has coached thousands of people to get to five figures a month in less than six months. And as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. Alrighty, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest is Tom Antion. Now, I connected with Tom back in my comeuppance days when I was first starting my speaking and coaching career. It all started with his book, Wake Them Up Business Presentations. It was a book all about using humor and other professional techniques to give better business presentations. Now, this was followed shortly after with his uh, cassette tape course on teleseminars for speakers, and I know I just dated myself. Now, Tom has been in the game for a while, as you can tell. Actually, if I'm honest with you, Tom has never had a job. He's one of those internet millionaire next door type, next guy next door type of guys. He's also the founder of the only licensed dedicated internet marketing school in the country. I'm sure we'll get him to share a bit about that. And if that wasn't enough to get him on the show alone, he's also the subject of the Hollywood documentary from Real Mountain Pictures called The American Entrepreneur, premiering next month, April of 2021. So we're looking forward to seeing that. And last but certainly not least, Tom is also the host of the Screw the Commute podcast. Tom, you got your fingers on a lot of pies, man. Welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Well, that's the thing there, <laughs> Tracy, when you're when you're not in the car uh, a couple hours a day making somebody else rich, you can do, live two or three lives. At the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, and I know I was on your show not too long ago, actually, just the other day, and uh, we were talking about your opinions on corporate America. But before we go into anything, I want to, you know, really just step back from the mic and let you tell your story. You know, where has Tom come from? Where is he at now? And why you like doing what you do so much? Well, I came from a little, I mean, little town 500 people was our population still to this day i might add and we lived in the suburbs so i was totally in the sticks (laughs) out there and uh i uh i came up uh, through the ranks baby of six boys my dad came from syria on a cattle boat that's what they're kind of doing the uh documentary about because he became an entrepreneur made me into an entrepreneur and i've helped thousands of entrepreneurs so so that's what the documentary is about but then i uh, went to college on a football scholarship this was back before they had face mask you know the yeah. leather helmets is <laughs> crazy like <laughs> <ball. laughs> so <Really cool laughs> yeah and then uh, i didn't really have any money but uh, before i graduated from college i owned five apartment buildings and a hotel <laughs> and so starting with nothing which is a was a good lesson for for people I've done a lot of these shows and uh, it's boils down to, I, I learned to give before I get, 
Mm-hmm. And so that's how I ended up with the hotel while I still was in college. <laughs> so nice. uh, that's the whole story behind that. But then I just uh, got into uh, lots of things. I was a charter pilot, a freelance charter pilot. Then I had the bright idea to, to take over a biker bar and clean it up into a nice family restaurant and nightclub. Mm-hmm. And I was in gunfights, knife fights, over a hundred violent encounters, bikers trying to kill me. <laughs> so, I, I have visions of roadhouse in my head right now. Well, right? yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. And then uh, when I got out of that uh, alive, I started an entertainment company. I thought, you know what? Not one person's going to hit me on the head with a beer bottle with this next business. And so I started a crazy entertainment company called Prank Masters. We custom designed practical jokes just like Candid Camera, but it was live. Uh, I did a 1,000 comic performances myself, and we did 4,000 in uh, about six years up in D.C. area. And it got me into my speaking career mm-hmm. around 1991. And then uh, about 94, the commercial Internet was coming along. And I'm thinking, man, it was hard enough to sell those darn cassette tapes across the street, you know, let yeah. alone... Uh, sell them around the world. So I said, I'm going to figure this out. So from 94 to 96, the commercial internet started in 94. That's when I started selling. And I didn't make much between 94 and 96. Then I got good training from a guy named Corey Rudel. He was kind of the 31 year old grandfather of internet marketing. Mm -hmm. And he was making like $5 million a year from his apartment. So I took training with him. Then I started making money immediately. And by four years later, I was a multimillionaire and enjoy nice. it to this day. So, nice. so, uh, so I kept my speaking career going, but I started selling my own stuff on the internet. And then people started begging me to teach them. And, you know, coming from a comic background, people started begging me to do a boot camp. Okay. I said, you know, I can't do it. Everybody does boot camps. Well, I don't want to do that. I said, I'm sitting here making all this money sitting on my rear end. I'll call it butt camp. But and it, and, it, and it caught on. I've done them in 11 countries around the world. It's the longest continuously running internet seminar in the world. And uh, but in, in London, they made me call it bum camp. <laughs> <laughs> so then I've just been doing this. I started the Great Internet Marketing Retreat Center where I'm broadcasting from today. Uh, it's the largest, uh, it's the, the only facility of its kind in the world where people actually come in from all over the world and live in the house with me for an immersion weekend. Mm-hmm. I have the only licensed dedicated internet marketing school in the country. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I get around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of things going on. I, I want to dig in that, uh, that, that school you got going on. I know mm-hmm. uh, I got to hear a bit about it when I was on your show, but uh, educate me a bit about more uh, on that. Cause I know it's uh, a part the, the accredited in the whole nine yards, right? Well, the, 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 uh, it's licensed by the state of Virginia, the state okay. council on uh, higher education in Virginia. And the reason I did it is because I also have a TV show in development called Scam Brigade, because there's being in this business, you see so many people getting robbed blind. And I, I can't, like I said, I grew up with my, my dad, you know, you take care of people. You're strong. If right. you see somebody hurt, you do something about it. You know, that was the way it was. Right. And so I started uh, this, uh, this show to go after the scammers. And I thought I can't go after all of them. And uh, I got to set myself apart in my own business. So I mm-hmm. said, I'm going to go through this licensing process. It took me three years, background checks, financial checks, criminal, everything, background stuff on all the employees, everything. And so I'm the only one on earth that's ever gone through that kind of crazy scrutiny to get uh, you know, cause somebody will say, Oh, I got so-and-so university. They're just making it up out of thin air. Right. Yeah, so this is a legitimate uh, distance learning school. That's that's awesome. So they didn't find out all that stuff you didn't want them to know about, right? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't know she was thirteen. How was I supposed to know? She was <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the topics I wanted to go through with you, uh, I was kind of cru- cruising through your podcast, and you've been you've been doing your that screw the commute podcast for like uh, like almost three years now, twenty eighteen. Yeah, Four hundred twenty episodes. We just, we you've just, been at it for a while, and one of the episodes that really caught my eye was the the life experiences to side hustles. I'm a big fan of uh, of folks 
yeah, I don't want to use the whole, you know, do something you're passionate about and the money will follow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not always the case. Right, right. But I, I do believe in the fact that if you're going after something that you're passionate about, when you hit that wall, not if, when you hit that wall, at least it gives you the motivation to continue on. But with the life experiences and the side hustles, how does that how does that come into play? Well, I got a way around that, about that wall that you're talking about. Okay, so hit that, me. So that the wall is like a paper thin wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to okay. bust through it. <laughs> yeah. So, so the way I, I look at this, Tracy, is, is I promote making your hobbies and family interests tax deductible. Ah, see, because most families don't think in these terms, they, they go play golf, they feel guilty about it, it takes all day, and they spend the fortune on greens fees and clubs, or they play soccer, or they go camping, or whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. or they there's kids playing soccer, all of those things, they just pay through the nose uh, with money that's not, not giving them any kind of tax credit. So I've been teaching for years. And and by the way, I'm not an attorney or an accountant, but I've had hundreds of them in my audiences. And I always make them say, is that legit? They say, oh, yeah, that's the way it is uh, uh, in business. You, So I tell them, create an inexpensive website, WordPress. with You can have a world-class website for 150 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, and you, if you need help with it, you go down to the local preschool and wake a kid up from his nap and they'll help you. <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so uh, and then uh, you can either create a product around your hobby or you can get an affiliate relationship, which means somebody else has created a product mm-hmm. and you promote it on your website and you get a commission when somebody buys it. Right there is the definition of business. There it is. So yeah. now the, the, the time you spend dealing with that particular thing like you said, do your passion. Well, no, you love that hobby that you were going to pay for anyway. Nice. See, that's why the wall isn't there anymore. You were going to do this anyway. So why not get credit for it <laughs> when maybe even start making a lot of money on it and then do more of the stuff you love? See, so that's the way I look at that. There's no wall there. That's uh, yeah, that, yeah, that that's just like you're, down the southern border. There's holes all over. There's all over the place. <laughs> and, and, and if the wall is there, it's like toilet paper now, right? I'm going there to get my tax deduction and, and, and play golf more often because now I don't feel guilty. That, you know, it was funny. That is such a simple idea. It's such a simple concept that I think everyone's just looking right past it. Like, well, oh yeah, but they're scared to death. I, you know, everybody's scared to death of the I IRS. Know. What if I mess up? No, you're not going to mess up. And they're too busy to mess with you. They're going to go after, uh, send the auditor after somebody that's making 50 million a year. Yeah. Right. Rather, they're going to come and get $2 off of you. No. Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible you could get audited, but the chances are slim and you're not cheating anyway. You're doing, you know, they you're wouldn't do anything the, anyway. Yeah. You're doing the right. And I think yeah. there's a difference between not paying your taxes and not paying enough of your taxes, right? It's like, if you're paying your taxes and oops, I'm sorry, I owe you another two bucks, I'll get it to you. Versus those folks that we've all heard the stories about, we were like, yeah, I didn't pay any taxes. And they're like 50 grand in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm not talking the cheating in any way. These are right. tax laws that are on the books for business. And uh, you take advantage of them. I have been living that my entire life, you know, uh, since uh, college. Yeah. So I have to, I have to go back and loop back because you mentioned it in your in your story there that you had uh, what a hotel and three apartments. Is that what yes, you mentioned? Uh, it was four uh, four apartment buildings. I said five earlier, but it was really four apartment buildings and a hotel. Yeah. Okay. So how did that happen? Okay. So I'm sitting uh, in Sunnyside. Morgantown, West Virginia. That mm-hmm. was a little part of town and where I went to college. And I'm reading this book by William Nickerson. It was on how you turn a thousand dollars into a million dollars in real estate long before no money down stuff was out right. there. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, why couldn't I do that? Mm-hmm. And my brothers are telling me, what's wrong with you? You can't do that. And I'm thinking, I don't even have a couch to repossess. What's, what have I got to lose? You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, I found an attorney that owned a, a threeplex and this, uh, they rented per person by the time in this college town, you know, there's 20,000 students there. There's not enough student housing. So all these little homes were divert, uh, converted into, you know, triplex 
quadplexes. Gotcha. So this guy owned it, old attorney, didn't want the money because he'd have to pay capital gains if I uh, somehow could pay it off, but I couldn't have done that. Right. So uh, I said, hey, I'll take it over and I'll make you the payments and you hold the, the mortgage uh, because he owned it free and clear. Sure. And so uh, and he can always take it back if I messed up. So he was happy because he didn't have to pay capital gains tax, though he's probably dead by the time he had to pay it. Right. So, uh, so, uh, so that's how I started. And then my dad had taught me, my dad, like I said, was very frugal, came from Syria on a cattle boat in the early 1900s. My whole childhood was we'd go, he'd get some used lumber and me and my brothers would have to take the nails out and straighten them out to reuse them. All right. Okay. That's the kind of guy he wow. was. And uh, to this day, I can't brush my teeth and let the water run. I hear my mm -hmm. dad, you're wasting water. You, you, you don't waste things where we, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm very frugal. I'm not a cheapskate, but I mean, I, I don't waste things. Sure. And so, uh, so I bought a $10 circular saw from Kmart. They were taking the old wooden oak seats out of Mountaineer Field and just throwing them away. Well, my whole life, I'm thinking that's like a gold mine in there, right? full size two by sixes. Yeah. And so I said, can I have these? They said, yeah, we're just going to throw them to the landfill. <laughs> Give them to me. I, I hauled them up. I ripped them down the middle and made two by fours out of them. I remodeled the attic to get two more kids living in there at 125 a month each. Uh -huh. So I got the income up 250 extra bucks. And so I was making the payment easily to the guy plus an extra 250. And then I found another guy that had a fourplex and did the same thing. And then I found another one. And then I was charging more for rent than I was paying for my landlord. <laughs> so I rented. <laughs> so, and so, but the whole thing, uh, when he would come over to work on the house, I'd say, Hey, Frank, you know, you're putting those gutters up. I'll help you do it, but you teach me what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I was a constant learner from my dad. Right. And so at the end of the semester, he comes over and says, Hey, Tom, I want to talk to you. And I'm thinking, Oh, geez, what do we do? You know? Right. And, uh, and he says, I've been renting apartments in this town for 25 years to thousands of students. He said, not once ever did one of them offer to help me, mm -hmm. let alone want to learn something. Sure. He yeah. says, I, I want to retire and go to Florida. I own a hotel about 20 minutes from here in Fairmont, West Virginia. I want you to have it because <laughs> he knew I had these apartments. And so the, sure, sure. Uh, he said, look, if you can come up with the first mortgage, I'll hold back the second mortgage and you'll in effect get a no money down deal. So there's a couple lessons here. Give before you get, I was, right. you know, helping him for nothing just to learn. Right. And then persistence is the other uh, key to the success because it took me 50 lending institutions that they were shooing me away. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. You got a couple apartments, but you're a little punk kid. Get out right. of here. Cause I needed a, a bunch of money for this hotel. You know? <laughs> right. so, so 50, it took me 50 lending institutions. One of them went for the first mortgage. He held back the second. There was a manager at the place. I went down once a week to make minor repairs I made $65,000 a year while I was in college just from that with one day a week. And then the city ended up buying it out to make a parking lot for hundreds of thousands. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it all came from give before you get just right. from me saying, I'll help you with the gutters. I'll help you with the screen door. Just teach me what you're doing. Nice. And, and, and I think that's, that's an awesome lesson right there is the, obviously the give before you get, but the constant learning, Right. Yes. Because the, the two combined really feathered together to, you know, start a, a, an amazing path for you. That, it's that's a Japanese concept called Kaizen. Yeah. Continuous learning. Yes. And the continuous improvement, I, I believe the translation is, but it's the same thing to me. And improvement and learning are the same thing. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that's going to keep uh, us young is that continuous learning keeps them brain cells yep. firing in all nine yards. Mm -hmm. So over the course of both of our lives, we've seen 
all kinds of media, right? Newspapers to, you know, radio. And now with the advent of social media, really kind of taking the place of almost all of those, what kind of things would you have tips, hints for the folks that are out there, you know, grinding away and, and how can they use social media to their advantage? Okay. So, so my attitude on social media is that it's a necessary evil <laughs> to get them, the people off there onto an email list that's under your control. To this mm -hmm. day, people at my level, the big money is still email. Mm -hmm. I don't care what's going on, what you see out there on social media, the players are using email to make the money. Yeah. All right. They're, they're sucking people off of the social media. Like if you look at my social media presence, there's nothing to write home about, mm -hmm. but my bank account is, and my email list is a hundred thousand subscribers. It's been as high as 150,000 subscribers. Nice. See, so, so uh, that's the way I use it is to get them off of there uh, because you can suck a lot of time down with this stuff and, uh, and you got to learn to use the tools. You know, sure. they change constantly. One of the tips is, uh, you can, and I'm actually doing this right now is that, uh, Instagram never was a big deal for me. So I decided, okay, I'm going to concentrate on Instagram. And I started taking some advanced training, but one of the things on all the social media is if they roll out a new feature, mm -hmm. if you jump on that new feature right away, they reward you greatly. I remember when Facebook Live came out, I said, mm -hmm. that's perfect for me. I did a Sunday night show every Sunday. It was funny and it was good. So all my other stuff would get, they would show my stuff to more people. In other words, you know, you have a thousand followers, two people see it unless you get engagement and do, you yeah. know, jump through all the hoops. So once I started doing the Facebook Lives, when it came, when it was a new feature, mm -hmm. they're really pushing it. So they reward you if you use it. The same thing is going on right now in Instagram because they rolled out reels, R-E-E-L-S, yep, which yep. is to compete with TikTok. They don't want people going to TikTok. They want people staying on Instagram. So I jumped on reels. The first one I put up there got 4,000 views in the first hour. Wow. Yeah, it was a, uh, it, you know, it's, again, it's not a real business builder, but it, all my other stuff got shown more mm -hmm. because I was using that real, that feature because all my reels are funny stuff. You know, I'm, sure. I'm doing the challenges, the Michael Jackson challenge, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking about uh, one of them. I said, you know, I found something in my closet. I'm so proud of myself that I, it was from college and I can still fit in it. And then I put a hat on. <laughs> so, so they're like 15 seconds you know they're very short things nice. so perfect you know i can do lots of those but all the other stuff so that's one tip is if a new feature rolls out jump on it and it'll help the rest of your social media stuff but you got to concentrate on getting them off of there because yeah. as soon as mark zuckerberg or jack dorsey turns a little dial you dis you know you can yeah. disappear off the face of the earth but if you get them on your email list now you got some control over. You're now listening to, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Yeah, that, no, that's fire right there. And I think that's a great point about the new features. I know when Facebook Live came out, I started jumping on the Facebook Lives. And um, I was probably a little bit behind, maybe about a month or two behind, but certainly saw a, a, a huge lift in mm -hmm. in the engagement. It was like, it was getting right. yeah, lots of, lots of shows. And I know, is it, I think it's Instagram is coming out with... Uh, something to compete with Clubhouse. And I know yeah, Clubhouse, Clubhouse is, has Clubhouse been all the rage here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I, I think Clubhouse is a cool concept. Uh, I think it's great for that human connection that a lot of the social media tends not to have because you have to be there live. But at the same time, it's a time suck. Because well, uh, again, just like the wall. Okay. If yeah. you learn how to play the game a little bit, okay, it doesn't have to be as time. So, and at the beginning, I was thinking I'm going to have to get bladder surgery here because <laughs> I'm sitting there for four hours, you know? Uh, but, uh, but the reason I like it is because it's audio only mm -hmm. and it can be sitting here running while I'm working. Sure. I don't have to stop and watch a webinar and if there's something that I can jump in on, mm -hmm. then I can easily just jump in on and just something, uh, just 
I just edited it before I started talking to you, a podcast with Nadia Holiday's her name. And so they, she's a part of this wealth builders giant thing on clubhouse. And I'm just <laughs> hanging out there one day and I thought I can answer that. That ain't even right what they're telling them. And so I raised my hand, I get on there and then they won't let me go. They make me a moderator and they, you know, <laughs> and then she says, we got to do something with you next week. So next week she puts me, advertises me to their 5,000 members and I get hundreds of new followers and everything from, nice. you know, so and I'm not even working it that hard. Some people are on their day and night. You yeah. know, I don't know how they yeah. do it. Well, but, that's, a, that's a great point, though. That's a, that's a good angle. I'm going to have to check myself on that, that you can multitask. Absolutely. That's yeah, I mean, point. just let it run on your side. Keep your cell phone plugged in because it's, it's, it's suck the battery. It's suck the battery it. right out of it, right? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so I learned how to, to, to deal with these, but I don't um, get fanatic about any of them. You know, because mm -hmm. I remember MySpace. Nobody here listening <laughs> this does. <laughs> I do. I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest thing ever. You know, and then I and after that, I didn't get on Facebook until it had a billion users. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to waste time unless they prove themselves to me. <laughs> Absolutely right. No, that's a, that's a good point. So it, so so far we have the jump on the new features right away. Yep. Uh, clearly, I think with the with the the uh, the advent of Clubhouse, it might even be worthwhile to jump on the new platforms and see, you know, how you can leverage it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, again, but, you get in there, they're going to show they're going to show you some love. But don't waste a lot of time on it. And yeah, then yeah. another thing with regard to the social media, you might want to learn how to use chat bots mm. uh, because you know one of the things I'm known for is is I'm lightning fast on things to get back to prospects and things. And so I, I'm going to give away to your folks, if it's okay with you, an automation book that I, that I has saved me millions of keystrokes and allows me to basically ethically steal business from people because they don't get back to people fast enough. And so I have all these automation techniques that are cheap and free that you can use so that you can, uh, you know, get your work done faster or mm -hmm. reach more people with the same amount of time. So Excellent. either, either way. Um, so, so chatbots, uh, you know, a study came out oh, last year that said that 85% of customer service is by chatbot. Mm -hmm. And so people want things now. And so, uh, and it's $10 a month for many chat and there's other ones that are free. You know, they even have a free version sure, that sure. you can install on your Facebook page. And then, when the, somebody, uh, when they look at to message you, it says responds instantly rather than responds. In I don't know. Four next leap year. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> yeah. Every seven, every, yeah. every 17 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. When the locusts come, they'll, they'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> so chatbots is worthwhile to take the time to learn because it's dirt cheap and it makes you, you know, 24 seven, it's working for you, answering questions. You can set it up where, uh, well, uh, so what do you want? Uh, do you want Tom's internet marketing training? Do you want public speaking training or something else or entrepreneurship? Do you want to be on his uh, uh, podcast? Click here. And then if they say other, then it keeps going and gives them other things. And if right. it can't answer it, then it sends me the note and says, Hey, uh, we'll have Tom get in touch with you because uh, you know, my little chat bot is called screwy, you know, because <laughs> he looks, he's a little screw character right. <laughs> because you're not trying to pretend it's real. Right. You know, and it's fun. You know, so uh, so I, I think that would be something worthwhile to jump on because uh, it, it it's working 24 seven for you. It costs almost nothing. And it's uh, people are using them like crazy. That's fire. That's fire. Actually, I'm a big fan of chat, but so I'm glad you mentioned that. Outstanding. OK, so I have to ask across your gosh, many, many years in business. What's some of the biggest struggles you've had to overcome? Uh, let's see. Um, well, you know, I've had lots of employees over the, over the, the years, and mm -hmm. I was having trouble for a while recruiting the right kinds of people. Okay. And so I have kind of a uh, off-the-wall method that I think will help your, your listeners to recruit the right people. And I'll caveat that with if they have the stomach 
to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. So everybody that works here or is now a contractor, some, you know, I encourage them to start their own business so they can get tax deductions and saves me payroll taxes. So people that work here, some work as an employee, some are contractors, but everyone came off a Craigslist. And the reason is I couldn't get away with the advertisement that I put out anywhere else. I would get kicked off and I'd get shunned and I'd, they'd be picketing out in front of my cul-de-sac. <laughs> so, um, so I write, first of all, I don't want the 55 year old MBA to apply mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are clueless when it comes to what I do. Sure. They can't operate their computer savvy. So they can't help me when I need a young person to figure something out. So I don't really want them. So that was a challenge. I'd have to take the, you know, if they apply, I got to take them and talk to them and sitting there knowing that I'm wasting both of our time. Right. So I, uh, I started putting the ad that says paid internship, write that down folks, <laughs> paid internship, no 55 year old MBA is going to apply for an internship. Nope. <laughs> so they don't even apply. So I, all I get is young people. So that, which is what I wanted in the first place. Right. So that's the first thing. Then when you get in, <laughs> when you get inside the ad, it says, um, Hey, if, uh, well, I tell them the good stuff. I right, so you're going to work for a, a internationally known big shot guy, all the stuff, you know, you'll sure. learn all this great internet stuff. But then it says, <laughs> this is the part that gets you kicked out. <laughs> then it says, but if you're a worthless slug and don't care about your work, if he doesn't throw you out of here in five minutes, the other good employees will. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so all the BS idiots are too afraid to show up. So yeah. I only get people that says, I'll show this guy. I'm a good quality person. I've had people here 15 years now that came nice. from that ad. That is fine. All of them have been multi-year people. <laughs> that is, yeah, I could see why uh, LinkedIn yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't let you post that. That yeah, makes no, sense. I, I don't. I'm not a mean guy. I treat them like gold. But yeah. I mean, I, I want to. I have to recruit the right people. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> but you can't do it anywhere else. <laughs> and you probably get folks with a pretty good sense of humor given that kind of an ad. After well. they meet me, they say, you know, they see I'm not there. You know, they're scared when they come in, sure. but after they, uh, after I put a fart machine with a remote <laughs> control under their chair, when yeah. they sit down that all of a sudden they know. <laughs> Have you, okay. So you, you went there, you went, you went to farts. I, I, I got to go with this. Have you seen those air bazooka? No, what's that? It's like a big, when we're done here, go to Amazon and search Air Bazooka. Bazooka. And it's like a big, maybe eight inch diameter tube, Tube. right? And uh, it'll have a piece of plastic in the center, like cellophane Uh and, uh, you know, a uh, almost kind of slingshot. Yeah, slingshot kind of thing. Okay, so you pull it back and let it go and it, it pushes a quote unquote ball of air across the room and it really works. So <laughs> I saw this and the reason that it's even funny and you, because the first time I saw this toy was these two college age kids. One was with the air bazooka and he puts it by his bum. He farts, pulls it back and fires it across the room. And all of a sudden his friend who was totally oblivious, like playing video games, starts going, Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good, that'd be a good reel right there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good reel. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Okay. Everybody, there you go. You've got your advertisement for the week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've got your advertisement for a good employee and then something you can do to fire them up. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So I have to ask, you've got some really creative ideas. So this question is going to, going to fit right in for you. Give me a good marketing tip for any one of our dark horses that are looking to start, restart, or kickstart their, their game. So yeah, they're starting a business or they need to improve a business, which let's, let's start with this. They're starting. Okay. This will surprise you. I think Trace. Okay. When people come to me and need to make money pretty quick and they got nothing else going and I start them on eBay mm-hmm. and I got to tell you about eBay. Um, first of all, I told you I was frugal. So I shop on eBay. I shop on the uh, Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. and offer up and those kinds of places. 
So, <laughs> but there's a lot of money to be made on eBay because people are coming there to spend money. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a website. You can actually have money coming in tomorrow and clean your basement out at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. All right. But let me tell you a couple of things about, about <laughs> the personal things that happened to me with eBay. So I bought this tool from a guy who happened to be local. Mm -hmm. So, so I go over to his house, beautiful house. He's got a half a million dollar motor home out front. He comes to the door dressed nicely, invites me in to go down. He's got a shop in his basement to look at this tool I'm going to buy. Okay. So, so I go in, walk down the hall. We go downstairs and we're heading towards his shop and, and Tracy, everything to this point was normal. <laughs> uh, here it comes, everybody. Right. So. I'm going down and look into his shop, but I look over in his basement. There are hundreds, hundreds of ladies bras hanging from the ceiling of his basement. So immediately I'm thinking, oh man, he lures people in, kills them and hangs their underwear. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like <laughs> on edge. And he goes back, shows me the tool. I buy the tool. We're talking about our dads and everything's normal. So on the way out, I say, I got to ask you, what's all these bras? Hanging up Thank here? you. Yeah. You had to ask. And uh, he says, oh, my, my daughter goes to all the thrift stores. They all know her. She knows all the sizes that are hard to get. And she gets them, cleans them up, fixes them up, sells them on eBay. Oh. $200,000 a year. She makes selling used bras on eBay. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And he told me she found a whole bunch of more thrift stores. She thinks she can push it to 400,000. You know, so this is serious oh. stuff. People are coming there to buy stuff. Another lady that I know is a single mom. She would take 80 to a hundred bucks every Saturday and go to yard sales. Mm -hmm. See the thing about eBay, if you look closely, the eBay has a search bar, but next to the search bar is a little link that says advanced search. Okay. If you go in there and click this box, it's completed listings only. So it'll tell you in the past 90 days, what you were looking for, how much it sold for, and all these different auctions. Okay. So she'd go to a yard sale, and let, let's say she would see one of those metal, nice Tonka trucks, okay, <laughs> dump trucks or something, uh -huh. and it's selling for five bucks. She'd go on her thing and say, it's selling for 50 or 35 on, on eBay. So she'd buy it. And if it was selling at the yard sale for 30 and selling for five on eBay, she wouldn't. So she's always ahead of the game. So she'd come home, put the auctions up. She was clearing a thousand to $1,100 a week to take care of her family, single mom, you know? Wow. So, so this is, the, and the guy that taught me was ex-Marine. <laughs> I forgot nice. about that. He's, and you know, if you can get people locally that are agreed to come over and teach you how to mm -hmm. do eBay, cause it's, you know, it's a little bit complicated mm -hmm. for the fancy stuff. So he comes over and wants to prove that he's knows what he's doing for me to hire. He brings over a stack of orders that big, $20,000 in the previous month he had sold on eBay. I, said, well, I guess you know what you're doing. I guess so. He was selling used cell phones and doll heads. <laughs> used cell phones and doll heads. So I said, how do you get into this? He said, well, I go, I went to all the pawn shops and I asked them, what they had trouble getting rid of. He said, Oh man, cell phones. We can't keep track of what service it's on and what charger goes with it. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll give you $10 for each one. They said, sold. He'd sell it, fix them up, figure out which was what and sell them for 110 bucks each, wow. make a hundred dollars each. And he had a whole box of them in the back of his car. So I saw that the doll heads. I said, what's up with the doll heads? He said, Oh man, people make dolls and I, he says, for each doll head, it costs me 10 cents worth of rubber, and I um, have a mold that'll make four at a time. So I got 40 cents in rubber, and I make $40 on each four doll heads. And he says, people buy them between four and 10 at a time. Wow. <laughs> so he's, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's all eBay. So yeah, if you need to make money fast, uh, eBay is people are coming there to spend money. And uh, if you play your cards right, you can make a full-time living out if you want it to, but it's fast. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, a previous guest I had on here, Christina, um, she started off in the game uh, up in the Northeast uh, on eBay. And she would go out to, like you were saying, uh, to uh, 
garage sales and she started going to estate sales and mm-hmm. finding those quirky items, those ones you're looking yeah. at like, what is that? Right. And then she would scoop them up and then go or turn around and sell them on eBay. And then when eBay got super popular, it got more difficult for her. So she turned around and started her own auction house. Oh, that's and, wild. And yeah. she uh, she started doing that so well that this gentleman from Ireland come over and said, hey, I have all these amazing things that I've been finding overseas. I'd like to bring them over here to you and let you sell them here in the States. Beautiful. And, you know, they struck that deal up and things were going great there. But yeah, that's a, that's fire right yeah, there. Yeah, this I mean, one kid that works for me uh, is doing it on the side and he, he got a 50 cent ashtray, sold it for $100. It was some uh, some rare thing. And he found 50 nice. cents and he spent it for a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Right on. Yeah. All right. I want to be mindful of your time. I, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. You mentioned earlier, you had that, that cool, I think it was the automation book you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely want to give that to everybody. This is a book that, um, you know, I, I really figured out and, and I was complaining one day, this is 1997. I'm complaining to this kid. <laughs> that worked for me. His name is Ilya. I want to tell you about him too. Um, And he's always, he's a little smart Alec Russian. He's, he says, you know, I complain about something. He says, shut up. And then he, he goes and finds how to fix it real quick, real quick. So I'm complaining that I have to type the same stuff all the time. People Mm -hmm. ask me the same questions all the time. Mm -hmm. So he says, all right, shut up. He comes in five minutes. He's got this thing called short keys. Uh, And I just, put in the answers like that I get all the time into this. And then I can just hit two keys and it types the whole answer in for me. Nice. So it saved me seven and a half million keystrokes as we kind of estimated. Uh, and that's just one of the tips in this whole book and there's cell phone automation tips and all kinds of stuff in there. So if they go to screw the slash automate free, Okay. ScrewTheCommute.com slash automate free. They can download it right there. Uh, we sell it for 27 bucks, but it's, if it wasn't for Tracy, you can pay 27 bucks for this now. So give them some love. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm noting this down so I don't miss that. All right. And I want to obviously give you a chance, you know, plug all your goodness. If folks wanted to reach out to Tom and learn more about Screw the Commute podcast, your school or anything else, where should we send them to? Well, yeah. So uh, Screw the Commute is a good place to go and you can go to the resource section, but I am pushing Instagram a lot lately, Antion and Associates, A-N-D Associates. And uh, the link in the bio takes you to a whole bunch of stuff that you can uh, see There's freebies there. My mentor program is the big thing that people get into for the year program. And they, they stay in the retreat center for an immersion weekend. And it's a year long training program and it gets a scholarship to the school. Also, if you're in the mentor program, you get a scholarship that you can gift to somebody. Somebody gifted it to his daughter and she, he had spent 80 grand on her education, crappy education. Uh-huh. And she's working a crappy job. He gifted it to her, and within four months, she was up to six thousand a month, making a, a side hustle before she even graduated from the school. Wow! So it's really a great legacy gift that anybody could give for grandchildren or nephews or nieces. You know, a lot of grandparents all give them a car. Well, the car's shot in a couple of years. This right. way, you've given them a career. Yeah, and they're not going to come home and live in your basement. You know? so, and they can so, buy their own car. <laughs> yeah, the school is a good thing, and then we're a lot of everything we do is commissionable. So we're uh, we give uh, for referrals. We give commissions for referrals. So, uh, so it's just a lot of lot of opportunity on online. Uh, if you just check Instagram or go to Screw the Commute, and um, and you can find me there. All right, and I'm gonna I've I've got all I believe I have all your links here, so I'll be sure to get those in the show notes. Thank you. So the folks can just click right over there and connect with you, Tom. Any final amazing thoughts? And I know you're the man of humor, so this is going to be a good one that you well, like to leave. Well, uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I, I use a lot of humor, but I'm serious about helping people. Mm-hmm. And so I really want people to consider, you know, what's look around them, what's happened to their friends and neighbors and fa- uh, fathers and mothers with this pandemic because they couldn't sell from home. Mm-hmm. I haven't been affected at all. My students haven't been affected at all because we're able to sell from home. So if you keep your costs low, and uh, with digital products now, it's 97% profit. Yeah. So you can mess up pretty bad and still make it. 
And so I'd say, get into the digital marketing arena, get somebody to help you. I'll help you or just get somebody credible to teach you this stuff. And you will not be freaking out on any kind of thing that happens uh, to, to you or your family. I call it like an insurance policy because I got hurt in a hunting accident a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. it would, and it would have been such a great story had I gotten shot. But no, <laughs> I just fell on a log and perforated my intestines. I'm in intensive oh. care. And uh, I mean, the worst part about it, Tracy, was, was they're dragging me out of the woods, 13 inches of snow blizzard i'm screaming like a baby and i swear i could hear some deer laughing <laughs> as they drug so but i'm in intensive care money's still coming into my checking account you know That's someday awesome. if we if i come back i'll tell you how you couldn't stop the money coming into your checking account if you tried with residual affiliate programs that's uh, uh, another kind of way to get money coming in passively so so uh, we, thank you so much for no, we'll we'll definitely have you back yeah. so you can share. You've got so much experience and goodness to share. Uh, yeah, I'm not even warmed back. up yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Tom. I definitely appreciate you. Good, good talking to you, Tracy. All right, there you have it, my dark horse friends and family. Tom Antion dropping a quarter century worth of business value bombs on us in like 40 minutes. Here's some thoughts I came away with. Thought number one, give before you get, right? Hence the title of this episode. Tom shared his amazing story of how he was able to acquire those four apartment buildings and that hotel by giving long, yeah, long before he got or even expected to get. So he was giving on a daily basis by handling all the day-to-day -day details from the lawyer that he convinced to, to go into the deal with him. Then he continued giving. Remember as he acquired that oak from that reconstruction of the local field, he took that, split it down, turned into two by fours and remodeled the attic of one of the apartment buildings to get two more student residents into the building, right? Raising the rents. Uh, and then he repeated that process uh, with another person with their fourplex and then another. And then every time his landlord would come over to do repairs in the place that uh, he rented, Tom would help, always offering the help, but he always was learning, right? He was learning the repairs in the process as a result of showing this desire to continue to help and to continue to learn as well as the, as the initiative to do the work his landlord offered him his a hotel at basically remember a no money down deal why because he consistently gave before expecting to get and of course doing this persistently now i want to share some more thoughts of this giving first in tomorrow's live episode episode 188 do something valuable and then give it away thought number two and tom checked me on this one make the wall of resistance paper thin. Tom gave a great piece of advice here. Take uh, the topic or hobby of your passion for yourself, for your family, and turn that into your side hustle uh, and, and turn that into a business and claim the tax rewards. You know, those tax credits and those reductions that come with doing the things you love as part of your business. He gave a quick step-by-step -step walkthrough on how you can do that. And in episode 189, turning your hobby into a legitimate business, I want to take you back through that and give you some more examples that you might want to consider, or perhaps they'll just jog your memory or uh, spark your creative juices into thinking, well, damn, I should do that. I mean, how could it, I mean, how cool would it be to do the stuff that you love, save money, and better yet, earn money while doing it? Yeah, it's and it's just that. It's just that simple perspective or mindset shift. Remember, we talked about perspective and mindset shifts just last week. If not, be sure you go back and check out last week's episodes. Thought number three, build an email list. Tom made an awesome point about social media and moving, taking them off the social media and moving them into email. The big players out there are still consistently making money via their email list. You, you don't believe me? 
check your email your email box, right? How many emails are you getting from people you've already done business with? How many of them are pitching you their, let's say, next level product? Maybe you bought their $47 product. Now they're pitching you their $197 product. Maybe you bought their $2,000 product. Now they're pitching you their $5,000 product, right? Or maybe they're pitching that product of a peer. Yeah. Now think about that. Those, If all those emails are coming in, Here's the question. If that was not working, do you think they'd keep doing it? (laughs) Yeah, hell no. They would scrap it for something that was working. So in Thursday's episode, episode 190, email, the one ring to rule them all. I'm going to share some thoughts on email and a few unique tips you might not have heard yet. And thought number four, and I thought this was a real gem, jump on the new features in social media. Tom dropped this huge entrepreneurial gem, as I just mentioned, and I wanted to make sure that everyone noticed it. When a platform that you're on launches a new feature, use it. Why? Because when you use it, the platform will reward you by showing that content in that new feature to far more people than you'll normally get to reach. They do this in order to show more people something like, oh, see, your friend is using this new feature. You should too. So why, so why not utilize that simple tactic to get your message and your product and your content out there to a broader set than you usually would? And I'm going to share some more on this in episode 191 on Friday, social media trends you should watch. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, what inspiring ideas, tips, or thoughts resonated from Tom to you today? Whatever they were, take some time today and put them into action. Yeah, write them down and then start get out there and taking action. Get out there, run your race, get your results. Let me hear about them. I'm deadly serious about this. Email me, tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share the tips or ideas that you came away with how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. Heck, I think I'll even bring you on the show so that you can share it with the audience. All right, next week, we are going to be honored by the presence of Lois Coffey. Now, she's a professional speaker, trainer, coach, and Ironman triathlete, and she has coached thousands of people in business. Now, last year, like so many others, right, she had to pivot because of COVID. And she had gone, she has gone from not having an email list, not having a podcast, not even having an online tribe. Nope. She went from absolute zero online to five figures a month in less than six months. You're going to want to hear this story. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast and all the awesome guests I'm lucky enough to bring on to it. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button while you're there, drop us a five-star rating, drop us some kind words in the review, just takes a couple of seconds. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you feel will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.